welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello. Tonight we're going to do a Pirates update. Well, wait, why, why are we doing that? Because I think Pirates has been overdone. I think we're done with Pirates, man. Everyone screw, out there, Pirates. Screw Pirates. Start to get pirates. tired of Pirates. I'm done. Okay. What should we talk about then? Well, no, how about nostalgia? I'm getting tired of all this nostalgia. Let's bring everything old back. Even though we did a whole show on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who gives a crap? I've just been reading all these blogs and the, yeah, the outlets, reimagining, it's just driving me up the The, wall. the 50th anniversary is getting a little bit uh, long in the tooth. Oh, I'm ready the, for it to end. Uh, no, I like the 50th anniversary. It's all the crap about let's bring every ride that's ever been made back because we don't like any of the new stuff. It's like, why don't we just take Disneyland back to 1955? Oh no! It wasn't. I say I don't consider Disneyland at its height in 1955. No, but I'm just getting tired of all the namby pamby whining and moaning about you know all the mistakes Disney's made in the last ten years. Fine, they've made them. Let's let's try to improve it from here and go forward. We don't have to bring everything back from the past. We can bring Uh, back all the failed rides so people could see exactly you know what nostalgia nostalgia has bad things that goes with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, okay, forget the rocket jets. Let's let's bring back the original rocket jets. How about that? What, what was it called though? Was it wasn't called rocket jets? Was no, it? it was it was stupid, and ugly looking. But uh, and the, or the you know, or the floating cars, the, the flying saucers, flying saucers, they suck. Well, how about the original Utopia with no track, where everybody's banging into the <laughs> side walls all day? Or, or the, the mo- phantom boats that the get stuck out in the middle of nowhere? Cruise, yeah. <laughs> now the, the the boats themselves. I, my my son the other day asked me. What well, used to be over there? I said they had these little motorboats you could drive. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I said, no, they were on a track. He's like, but that'd be cool. Yeah, they're slow. Yeah, it's not though. Yeah, but you know, it was a good place to hang out with your chick too. I mean, it was, you know, well, you it, had, it, it had its moments. You know, it was especially at night. I mean, it's a, it a good attraction. It's just why take that thing out when they haven't put anything in there except for second class citizen smoking area. And <laughs> second class citizen. <laughs> Yeah, nah, you know, you're right. What else what else is uh what else is bad from from this from a nostalgia standpoint? What uh superstar limo? <laughs> <laughs> does that class does that qualify for nostalgia? What time the when the park Oh, open? I'm sure there's somebody that likes that. Wait, <laughs> hasn't the park been open five years? Yes. Open in two thousand one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're referring to Disneyland nostalgia. Oh, I, I got you. Or well, Okay. Or Magic Kingdom, or Epcot. Yeah, well, we don't want to we don't want to rip too heavily on Epcot because I kind of side with those folks. Well, there, Fu- yes. Future World Future World's been just raped like nobody's business. Well, Future World Tomorrowland, what's the difference? Both of them have been raped and pillaged to no end. But I was listening to another podcast. I won't mention the name because it is a highly rated podcast. Some some really good guys, and they mean well. But one of the things they were talking about the other day was they didn't want to come to a park, you know, like Epcot and be educated. They oh. want to be entertained. So, I and these were older guys. About. These are guys our age, probably. And I'm thinking, yeah, but, you know, the old future world had a way of doing both, educating you in an entertaining way. Very well, I might add. I mean, Horizons really made you look to the future. And I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with uh, Jeff from Houston, but I do believe Horizons was dated. But I do also believe that it could have been touched up 
so that it you wouldn't the, have been dated. The, and they the story, kept it. the story was dated, or its technology well, was dated. Well, no, I don't. Well, some of that could have been updated, but it was set with the premise of this was like 2010 or. Uh, Okay. 2005 or something well, like that. Now, granted, yeah, it's scripted that way. Granted, I don't know that they ever said that that was the date, and we've not achieved half, if any, what was anything maybe that was in that attraction about the future. Uh, but I think it could have been saved. I personally think that there's an, I'm right, I'm semi nostalgic for. If they thought they needed a thrill attraction, there again, that's one of those attractions I would have said. Keep it without the sponsor and produce a new thrill attraction for the sponsor who wanted it. Now, I mean, GE was the sponsor of that attraction. Now, I'm not sure if they were still sponsoring all the way up to the end, but obviously uh, Mission Space is not being sponsored by GE. Hewlett Packard. Right. So uh, where's GE sponsorship? They've just totally flown the coop, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, I, for the sake of our universe, I don't, I don't want to get into an Epcot thing because... I can be an M about people in their nostalgic views for Disneyland, but Epcot not so much. I'm I'm, I'm on the side of the keep it the, put it back the way it was in its golden days because it was really the best blending of entertainment and education. Well, I don't think you need to put it back. I think you need to go forward in the um, spirit of the original. How's that? Oh, that's an excellent description. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have an epiphany every now and then. <laughs> Rip out you know. the two thrill rides. Get Nemo out of Living Seas. Okay, I would take Nemo out of Living Seas. I would not get rid of the thrill rides. I would add other things. For instance, now I was, where was I reading this? Maybe it was on the Netcot podcast who spews, spews stuff all the time. Something about the wonders of life having been closed at Pavilion. Uh, been closed for a decade. What? Well, I can attest that it hasn't, and I'm pretty sure it was Netcot. I can attest that it wasn't closed for a decade because I was in it in spring break of last year. I was also open at Christmas time last year. Okay, yeah, so, you know, maybe it's been on and off uh, seasonal for 10 years. I don't know. All I know is that an, that's an attraction or a uh, pavilion. Um, a pavilion, thank you, that has. Roots all the way back to the original Epcot, though it wasn't built to years later. It was part of the future of Epcot when Epcot was developed. It opened in late 89, I want to say. Because yeah. it was open in 90 when I was there first. Right. So. so what I'm saying, a lot of people kind of credit that to the Eisner years as far as the pavilion, but it was planned uh, pre-Eisner. It was planned back yeah. when the park was originally being planned. All right. uh, so, all right. But what other nostalgia things bug you? I mean... You say you're tired well, of well, Yeah, well, the idea that, on one hand, the park's not a museum, but on the other hand, let's bring all this crap back. Oh, well, you know. Like the Civic, <laughs> the Disneyland Civic Projects. Did you, yeah, have something you, like have you that. Have more harebrained idea? I, I read that. Oh, here's my thought. You know, with the pirate ship in Skull Rock, uh, I thought that area was so cool. I used to watch fireworks from, you know, on top of the ship. I love the uh, tuna. Probably the best tuna sandwiches I think I've ever had was on that ship. And at night, it was a beautiful area. But I think overall, Fantasyland was improved tenfold in, was that 1982 when it it opened? Somewhere in there. The new facades and the... The the new... Well, the attractions were totally redone. 
The carousel and double pushback. Pushback. It was, you know what? It was worth the sacrifice of the pirate ship and Skull Rock, I think, for how they improved Fantasyland. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could put it any other way. I mean, it, it, I mean, okay, I guess we could have sacrificed Dumbo to keep those two things, because that's basically where they were. Um, but I, I don't know. Are you could, could you have moved them? I, from what I understand, when they were trying to move it, it pretty much fell apart. Now that might have been because the wrecking ball, the claw, hit it. But <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure. But the story goes, it was it was falling apart, and so they just you know crushed the thing. But yeah. You never know. You you really can't sometimes believe the stories anymore because there's so many urban legends and myths around everything Disney. That it's really hard to, to sure, uh, especially in the internet age when yeah to surf through the crap. I mean, it's oh yeah, in internet age has really made it bad. It, it it came back to let's say fruition the other night when we were at Pirates. Remember that that uh, cute girl standing behind us was spewing something about the Star Tours attraction and George Lucas George being the guy <laughs> ducking behind it, and I I'm like shaking my head. It's like because I read it somewhere, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sure you did, babe, but. You know, not everything you read is true. And I read out of a Disney publication about that stupid Casablanca plane, and it's just false. It's how and why, uh, just because they're publicity hounds or they know stuff uh, is good for attention getting. I, I do not know, uh, but I do know this nostalgia stuff is about to drive me insane. I think where it's good is the park looked like crap for like the last last five years paint peeling yeah. you know whatever and they've really put the park back into a pristine condition that kind of nostalgia i'm all for um you know they took out the the waterfalls and the river you know richard will tell you that that's created a myriad of problems for the river itself because it no longer has it's a way of aerating, aerating. the water okay now you know, on face value, I might want to buy that. Richard made a pretty convincing argument. But I've got to go back in the Wayback Machine because the last two times out to Walt Disney World, I did not ride the Liberty Bell, a.k.a. probably the Joe Fowler. I don't remember which which one of the two steamboats was destroyed or had, had so much damage in dry dock that they got rid of it. Um and I was, I, I guess I hadn't paid attention. I didn't realize that they had changed the riverboat's name into the Liberty Bell, I think it's called now. I think originally, what was it? It wasn't a Mark Twain like we had here at Disneyland. It was, I think. Not, not it, Lily Bell. It wasn't, no, it was Admiral, I think it was the Admiral Joe Fowler and something else. And I did notice that one of the past sad, side paddle wheelers out on uh, it Bay Lake. Bay Lake. Lake. Is it Bay or is it, I always get the... No, that's Seven Seas Lagoon. Bay Lake's on, yeah, on the east side of Contemporary. Right. The, the, Seven Seas right, Lagoon right. is okay. One of those was named Joe Fowler, I noticed. So I, I don't remember what the other boat right. was named. But so, regardless, um, I don't remember them having a waterfall anywhere on their river that would help aerate and, uh, you know, help treat the water and keep it from getting yeah. yucky and moldy. But maybe they have a more modern way of doing that. That's it's possible, and I don't know if that really did it, or if it was just a byproduct, or if it was planned that way. And 
you know, Richard used to talk about how it, you know, it's not a lake. It's really a river. There's there's a current because of this and that. And, oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, uh, blah, okay, blah, yeah. blah, 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 okay, blah, save blah, it, blah. Save it for the yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, I know I know aeration helps uh, still water keep from getting full algae. Yeah, well, you noticed... You, I like the area just to the other side of Big Thunder. You know, the, the, the other bridge, side of yeah. what used to be the falls, right? Yeah, yeah. They used to have a mine, a little bit of the track coming out, and a mine train sitting there. It's long gone. They used to have the little jumping fish in the water. Remember yeah. that? And now it looks like stagnant swamp water. Uh, could yeah. that be part of that whole thing being gone? If that was on the other side... There is some water flow coming from the little bit of water that's running off of uh, Big Thunder. Uh, at least I think it's still running out of that little flume or whatever. Uh, some uh, days it is, and some days it isn't. I, the little dancing fish, or oh, dancing fish, the little uh, jumping fish, I thought were kind of cool, and that's that's like a lot of nice touches and not like a lot of little effects that die after time, and they just don't want to fix them. Is is my guess? It's you know I know I don't argue. Sometimes I argue the other side that. Uh, it's it's not because of budget cuts and all that, but you really got to wonder sometimes. The the facade for Mr. Toad used to have you know smoke coming out of the, the chimneys. Chimney. Uh-huh. Uh, God was was it 1984 when it stopped working? I mean it's <laughs> it didn't last very long before they were no longer working and they don't seem to fix them. And you know that, those kind of things are disappointing to me. But yet you know most of the people that go on a daily basis who have never seen it don't know the difference. Okay, but how's that for nostalgia? I mean, is getting that stuff back to the way it's supposed to be or was, is that a... It's not going to bring more people in the park, for sure. Well, okay, what nostalgia project is going to bring more people in the park? Okay, we already have enough annual pass holders at Disneyland as it is. Why do we need more? (laughs) I don't... I don't know that we necessarily have too many. I think we have a lot with an attitude, but um, obviously annual passes has worked out for Disney. Though there was a time, what was it, three or four years ago, where they actually stopped selling any more annual passes for a short period of time, and I believe it was a, um, what would you call it, a marketing faux pas? Well, I do know that, I don't remember them stop selling. Did they stop selling them? Well, stop, I believe it was stop selling new ones. If you had one, you could renew it, but don't let it lapse. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? That that Yeah, that didn't last long. And I also remember um, that when DCA first opened, you had to get separate passes. Well, unless you had the premium, I think. No, 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 no. There was going to be no annual pass offer for California Adventure its first year of operation. I, don't, I, I had no problem and, getting in, so oh, I don't the, remember. Yeah, okay. And then, okay, it was 300 bucks for a premium two-park pass that's... They rather quickly went down to 200 bucks. And then oh, I see what you say. Yeah, there was the two-park one. I think we just bought the two-park one and called it a day. Yeah, no, it was... I remember the, the some guy in plaid at the preview center out in the parking lot. Would, you know, Someone asked him, is there going to be an annual pass for California Adventure when it opens? Nope, not in the plans. You know, and, and again, what's a guy in a plaid suit know? I mean... <laughs> it, First of all, he's taking his chances wearing plaid, but um, you know I, they, they used to be the keepers of all that is 
good and wholesome about the park. Well, I wasn't saying good and wholesome, but all that is, uh, you know, the history and the and the. I mean, they're the tour guides. They're supposed to know. Yeah, and I've heard some of those tour guides spewing the same urban legend crap as Joe on the street. And That's why I wonder where some of this crap comes from. And you would think Disney University would be do a better job of keeping that stuff in line. All, all I can think is they pick up a piece of information from someone they consider credible, and they add it to their repertoire. Not unlike Jungle Cruise drivers who have a script and vary from it quite a bit until they get caught and then they're you know <laughs> then they get <laughs> that's right ah so I don't know nostalgia shoot yeah I'd like to see the candle shop come back to Main Street is that realistic is that good marketing is people going to come back for it no but it was kind of cool you know I walked through it okay. smelled the candles did I ever buy one no I mean do you think that was Right, Excuse me, that was really good okay. for the park. I mean, yes, maybe it was. It was. How much of the environment? Okay, you t- you you've mentioned it twice already. That if I bring if I put this in, will it bring people to the park? No, not necessarily. But how many things are what I would call gravy? Nice little things that you and I may do because we go there a lot that don't necessarily bring somebody in. No, no, I don't. I don't you, disagree with you. you know, and the thing that makes Disney different. From other theme parks is those small details. So I'm not saying don't do them, but so what the, I'm saying is... Then you can't use whether or not doing them adds to your turn No, styles. no, no, but you, you can't, but you know the bean counters at the park probably do. Well, okay, and then you get those lame brain ideas like the reimagining blog about, oh, let's take up public funds to put... You know, Disney, Disneyland Civic Projects, put in back put back those details in that Disneyland won't pay for themselves. We'll yeah, and who decides that? Who decides which piece of crap from the past they want to bring back? Well, let's, not let's all say of it's for crap, ins- but not all of it's well, crap. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, let, let's say, for instance, you you get... Okay, because he, he did talk about you just wouldn't bring everything back. You'd bring back only things that were popular or uh, that enough people were interested in. And it's, let's, a, and it's a detail that... The Disney company is unwilling to bring, pay to bring back on their own. Well, of course. I mean, okay. it, well. they'd be unwilling to bring it back because they've already written it off. They've got rid of it. <laughs> you ripped it out. Ripped they it ripped out, it yeah. out once, so we don't need yeah. to put it back. <laughs> right. Well, let's say, for instance, um, you know, I could use the worst possible you know, thing and say, let's bring back Superstar Limo, but I won't stoop to that level. That was, an, that was an attraction. I don't think he's talking about attractions. No, he's talking I, about park I, detail. No, I think I think it's wide open to almost anything. Wow. Um, okay, so all right, let's let's go that route. If you just want to have a bit of he used no, 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 because he talked about the treehouse, treehouse, house of the okay, future. That, okay, those are attractions. Attract, but they're walking attractions. Not rides. Crap! If they're not rides, they're still an attraction. That's that's a oh, thing okay. that costs you a ticket to go on. Did it not? Yes. But okay. Superstar is a is a ride. There's some mechanical crap. Okay. But there's a mechanical I'm, maintenance you know, thing that, that you're you're you cutting a fine line there. I'm just reading the stupid crap. This guy's blah. Okay, he talks about Fort Wilderness. Yes, he does. The clock. Okay, all right. The clock of the world. What an ah, ugly okay. piece that of fifties garbage. That was you know. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, for its day, it was probably great. Maybe kids. Of the day, remember the. I think a lot of these people are moaning and groaning, or the kids of the fifties who were promised the future, not by Disney necessarily, but by 
society in large, and it never happened. You know, we we quickly made it to the moon, and then everything stopped. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I one of my favorite uh, Christian bands has a song called It's the 80s, Where's My Rocket Packs? Here's a guy that grew up in the 50s, 60s area, right? And the future was about the rocket cars, the rocket packs, uh, living yeah, on the moon, cars no the wheels, robots yeah. doing your work for you. None of that crap has happened yet. Well, you and it's a, not that it's not within Roomba, our reach. You, you know? get a Roomba vacuum. That's a robot that'll do something. Hey, I like that thing, but it's too damn expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that thing's cool. Uh, Especially if you have hardwood floors and cats, man. It just gets gets all that crap up. Okay, cats. yeah, so Mary Blair's Tomorrowland murals. I'm so tired no, no. of hearing about those let's, let's stupid murals. Let's take Fort oh. Wilderness because we, we both have, I think, fond okay, memories of Fort okay. Wilderness. Well, let, let me, since I've thrown it out there about those stupid murals, because I know I've just upset a large amount of DFs out there. The murals themselves aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. Mary Blair, very talented artist. I never particularly felt that they belonged in Tomorrowland. They didn't look very futuristic to me. I understand the theme of the murals is a concept of the future. Everybody yeah, gets along. The children are future. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But if you want a future futuristic-looking Tomorrowland and the facades, it doesn't <laughs> fit. Yeah. Now, Richard insists that the murals are still there underneath the, you know, you call them stupid or not, the murals that are over them now, one st kind of star tours theme, the other one, I guess it's supposed to be uh, Buzz Lightyear themed, little space mountains that are like spaceships and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're there. Could those be taken down in the, the murals, the old murals, then taken down from underneath and maybe used out in the Esplanade or down in a small world mall area? Knock yourselves out, great idea. But just to bring them back, because Mary Blair did them, and she's an uh, you know an old hag at Disney that everybody just loves. Not sorry, no hag, yeah. but she's she was you know a very talented artist. Brought us Small World and the, the whole look of Small World. But get over it. I mean, they just I'm so tired of hearing about those stupid murals. I'm want to puke. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Fort but, Wilderness. Well, let's talk about this. All right. So this Disney Civic Project, right? We want Fort Wilderness back. Disney's unwilling to pay okay. for it, now, so we're going to take up... Remember to tell everybody, this This is from the Tuesday, July 4, 2006, on Imagineering Rebirth, and it talks about Disneyland Civic Projects. It, it, their bitch is that people have forked out up to $150 to get those little squares of tile with their name on them out in front of Disneyland, out in front of the Magic Kingdom... Both places have them, and I guess you could. It kind of goes over even into the Leave a Legacy at at Epcot. Epcot. Uh, you you know you could say you own a piece of Disneyland. I guess you could say a paver out in front of the park. Even though the fine but, print for those paver installation means they won't they won't guarantee them to be there more than ten years. Right, right. So you pay I 150 actually, bucks, and all right, we're done with the paper thing. They rip them all up. Yeah, we were going to get one, and we just never got around to it. But it wasn't necessarily for the one out there, which was cool. But you could get a replica, a smaller replica, as a souvenir also that you could keep, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. cool. And yeah. I don't even know if they sell. Do they still sell them? They used to have a kiosk out in the the Esplanade, but I don't. I don't think so. I, you know, I haven't seen any kind of push for them lately at all. I mean, 150 bucks really wasn't very much money. Uh, I mean, 
those pavers cost you know probably twenty cents. So many legal aliens probably installing them, and you know I mean it's costing them nothing. But uh, anyways, right. so the idea is in most projects um, like this where you've donated money. A lot of churches do this. A lot of you know like a concert hall or something. You donate you know fifteen grand. Your your name gets etched on a piece of glass that's thirty feet in the sky that you'll never see it. But you know the idea is you you're recognized for donating to uh, the new town center or civic center whatever, or and, uh, church, you know, whatever. Thanks to your foresightedness, the building will serve generations <laughs> yeah, to come. Yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So here you've spent $150 so Disney can make some money off of you is the idea, yet a lot of people look at it as leaving their mark on Disney. So I really think it's the, the angle you look at it. I think it was smart on Disney's end because it's, let's say, like a pet rock or something. I mean, it's a really easy concept that people buy. I mean, it's marketing. That's Disney is in the business to make money. So sure. I actually don't think this was that bad of an idea, whereas it didn't take away from anything else. And it's kind of become kind of a curiosity factor when you see people standing there spending time reading them, looking for maybe theirs or friends. Or, you know, somebody told me that... Uh, the chick from No Doubt has one. One of my kids said that. I'm like, well, how do you know that? Well, I read it somewhere on the Internet. Okay. Uh, okay. So sometimes they'll go walk around looking for this stupid thing. But, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not obtrusive. It's definitely not like the legal le- leave a legacy, which... You have to walk you, around or zigzag. Yeah, well, I, I don't, you don't have to zigzag. You can go straight down the middle if you want. I mean, b- before those were there, they had uh, big green uh, landscaping and stuff. And so... Uh, I, the zigzag thing doesn't work for me when people bitched about that because you had to walk around the planners before. But regardless, it's I don't like the design of the rock. And the, the Imagineer who said he did that didn't have much of a choice because that's what they were looking for. So he did the best he could with the project he was given and the outline he was given. I, I don't have any angst against that guy. But it's, I think, a little more obtrusive than the the uh, pavers at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland because they're not in your face. They're on the ground. You don't have to look at them if you don't want to. Unless, but, unless the ones with the 50th anniversary things. Uh, those pop, yeah, those pop out at you a little more. But carrying that theme on, they're like, well, what if we wanted to take a project like, uh, what were you saying? Fort, Fort Wilderness. Wilderness. Bring back Fort okay. Wilderness. Fort Wilderness, let's say, is in great need of repair, and it is. So what if uh, you and me, Mike, as MiceCast, maybe we donate ten grand? Hey, we, we've got the money, right? <laughs> sure. We got all those donations rolling in through PayPal. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you know, Jeff from Houston, he donates fifty bucks because he's a cheapskate. Lou and Bob, you know, maybe they throw in ten dollars because Lou's still taking dance lessons. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a waste of money there. Ah. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, all these people donate this money, and somewhere on Fort Wilderness, I guess to be with the theme, we would etch our names in with a knife so it might look a little more realistic. Yeah, but Fort Wilderness gets spruced up. So on our back. dime, instead of Disney's dime, sure. we get to have a piece of nostalgia back. And then, but, you know, the, the, what surprised me about this idea is that there's no mention of the long term. How. You know, let's say we kick in. You know, we kick in our ten grand, and they raise, you know, over how many thousands of people enough money to bring Fort Wilderness back to its glory. How long will Fort Wilderness stay in its glory for that much money? Right, because now someone has to maintain it from uh, after. Let's say, yeah, yeah. let's say it costs you five million dollars to fix Fort Wilderness. Because what some people forget, there there are a lot of 
inherent problems with Fort Wilderness and bringing it back up. Part of it is going to be uh, ADA issues. Uh, we, we've talked about this before. Is if they do a total rehab or they knock the thing down and rebuild it, they're going to have to be. I'm almost a hundred percent positive we're going to have to go accessible, and that creates a whole nother issue. Larger restrooms. Uh, no second floor. Well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, you know, the equal access talks. That's that's a thin line. You might be able to get around that. Worst case is you put an elevator in one of the towers. You can conceal it. Uh, sure. Poss- okay. You know, possibly there's there's a possibility of doing that. The ex- old escape tunnel, yeah, that one you probably might have to leave out. I don't know if it has to be a hundred percent accessible, but they've got to be able to experience it. And that's I think also goes into a little bit of I, I don't know if Dosh gets into any of that, but you know they they oversee safety and stuff in the and theme parks now. But um, so there's there's that. All right. So you're, there's you're, um, well, you raise your five million, you get Fort Wilderness yeah, so, open. And mm-hmm. five years later, they decide, you know what? We're tomorrow. Tom Sawyer's on. We're gonna rip it all out, and we're gonna put in some, I don't know, so you know, some movie they haven't made yet takes place on an island. They want to make that island like that new movie. And hey, yeah, you know, who knows? Psh- they might turn it into the island that Jack Sparrow ends up in, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, you know, I don't know. But you see, the, the thing <laughs> is that they like to make attractions, you know, and movies tie in and. Synergy. You know, yes. Oh, great synergy. But, you know, something unforeseen at the time that this civic project comes along, and yay, everyone's patting ourselves on the back. We've opened up Fort Wilderness again, and Disney's like, you know what? We need this space or something else, and thank you very much for reminding but we're ripping it out. Well, here's a good one. <laughs> then what? Where's yeah, your well, recourse? <laughs> you know, sure, it's a civic project, but Disneyland's still private property. Well, that's still, the whole point, I think. That's, still, that really brings it home. Well, it's private. It's a public-owned corporation that owns private property. You know, if you really want to make these changes, raise the frickin' money and buy a majority share in a company. Exactly. They can do anything you want then. You know, have the controlling interest in the park or in the company. Then maybe you can do something. Uh, I mean, yeah, and in kind of a Pollyannish sense, it sounds fun. It sounds interesting, but again. Okay, let's bring back the uh, the pirate ship in Skull Rock. Where the hell are you gonna put it? Yeah, at the at the Disneyland Hotel, where it is now. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you mean at their their new Tinkerbell Peter ne- Pan themed pool? The Neverland pool. Doesn't isn't there a pirate ship in a Skull I Rock? I don't know. I was sort of peeking through there, but I was thinking, this didn't. Uh, where did I see? Is, was it Tokyo Disneyland or Paris or somebody got kind of a thing like this going maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm you know dreaming again but uh by oh yeah i'm reading sorry i, I read went over the website it's like by online and in-park voting the most popular icons could be selected what? to avoid competitive promotional or vanity projects the focus would stay on historic walt era rest- restoration projects on which most can find common ground okay oh you're reading from the blog okay i'm reading from the blog that's pretty Tough to do, Walt and again, Aaron. his yeah, Walt. Uh, who, you know what? Back Walt wasn't perfect. Uh, <laughs> Walt, Walt screwed up too. You know. Jeez. Okay, you know what? I need I need a beverage. This is driving me nuts. Do you have anything that's fermented grain beverage that's not freaking malt based? Uh, you know, I'm 
You know what? My my man card is firmly in my back pocket. And I challenge any of those bozos to come get it. Now, I do have some wine, though. I mean, anybody that might not say wine is a good adult beverage is just smoking something. But um, yeah, but see, wine connotates you know romantic evening. Uh, or well, doesn't now? So, so, sure. You know. Some would just say it's it's more sophisticated drink. Beer. What was it? What's that saying? It used to be. Uh, Wine, women, and song. Now it's beer, the old lady, and uh, pizza. <laughs> so you know, beer. <laughs> if they want to associate themselves with beer, knock you, knock themselves out. You okay. Know? I, it's just you know, I, I've had enough of this. Yeah. yeah, I'll pass something over to you. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy what you just. I know you like this stuff because you have it in Vegas all the time. So just, just enjoy. You know, I have my congolution when I go to Florida. Oh, much better. So, yeah, it's, oh, man, I just don't know what to do with this line of thinking. I mean, this is really all over the net now, and uh, a lot of people, they're focusing too much, I think, on the past instead of looking yeah, to okay, the future. But you know, it's like, should we, should we live forever remembering, or should we forever be hung up on what our country's done wrong in the past, or we should make, or should we make sure we don't make those same mistakes Learn again and mistakes. move forward? Exactly. Okay, it's good to know your history. You don't have to dwell on it and live in it. Live in today and work for tomorrow. Don't live in the past. Yes, it's fun to go there. Extinct attractions can sell you all the DVDs you want for all the crap that you miss. But now let's look at what we did wrong. I say we in the proverbial sense. Let's look at what Disney's done wrong, and let's make sure they improve it and fix it going forward. Sure. The the whole thing of the the nostalgia. What I think part of what bugs me is that it's it's a skewed view. It's I'm pining for this bit of nostalgia because it's what I remember for me. I want that back for me and for my kids, maybe or grandkids or whatever. But that doesn't fly for everybody. What's no, that's nostalgia? what eight millimeter what's film and videotape was for. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's nostalgia to you is not nostalgia to me. So yes, you have your pet thing about, you know, bring him the pirate, bring him back the pirate ship and Skull Rock. And quite frankly, I could give a crap. I want, I want the submarines back the way they were, not yellow, gray. Oh yeah, go back to the military gray. Yeah. Well, how about this? Would you say, and this people may not like this comparison. When the Etzel came out, was it a success no. or not? No. How much would it cost you to buy an Etzel today? Ton of money. Be- why? Because there's not very many of them around. And? What do you mean, and? It's a, it's a, it's a, nostalgia. It's a, well, it's a simple supply and demand issue. No, well, there's nostalgic to having this old car that may have had a, 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 a bad history. Uh, the Tucker. Okay. A great car, but yet. A car that didn't go over, you know, believe whatever you want about why it didn't win the public over or didn't get sold or he went out of business or the lawsuits they had. That car would cost you an arm and a leg today. But it's all based on nostalgia. People will buy an Edson or an Edsel because of nostalgia. Okay, well, that's the reason they buy it. it to begin with, yes. The, what yeah. makes a price high is that there's not that many. Okay. Right, because it wasn't because it was great. You know, for instance, when I sold my 66 Nova with a 283 <laughs> power glide trans, two-speed power glide transmission, I sold it for 500 bucks. 
gas you know gas was 75 cents a gallon and people were going nuts you know so i sold this car now you probably couldn't touch it for under 5 maybe $7000 what year did you say 66 nova you look, nova 283 yeah. chevy nova. yeah 283 two speed yeah, that's probably a little bit more than that. I'm power, power glide transmission. As far as I'm concerned, the crappiest transmission yes. Chevy probably ever made. <laughs> but it revved high and dropped fast. Um, <laughs> but the point is, now people look at it and they call it a classic. Okay, it's a classic only because it's over 20 years old. It doesn't mean it was good. You sure classic's 20? It's not 25? Whatever the hell it is. Okay. You know, it's, it's The point is, it wasn't... I mean, I like the car... It was my first car, you know, it's got some memories to it, you know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> the point is, it's just because you remember it as nostalgic to you doesn't make it a classic. It's like, you know, it's the thing you hear now, and nothing against Zippity Dupod, but he's done a lot of stuff on Disney classics lately, and that term has been coined more and more by Disney to describe their old movies. And there's nothing classic about some of these. I'm just, I'm sorry to say, they're, they're crap. There's some animated features that are now in the classic library. What? That are crap. Like what? Oh, you know, again, my opinion. No, no, but what what movies are in the classic library that um, that you don't think I, should be there? Well, that I don't think should be there? Oliver and Company? That was yeah, cute, I don't but it's not a classic, a classic. No. You know? Um, Black Cauldron, great attempt, didn't come off well. No. I, from what I understand, the stories that they use as series of books, some like you know like Narnia or something, where there's three or four, or whatever, however many books, didn't D- didn't play didn't, well, didn't, didn't come go. through. Okay. Uh, but these are ones now that are in the vault, the library, the classics. Uh, oh, sh- you know, and we've talked about this before. Pinocchio, Dumbo. Well, oh, let's take Dumbo. Forget Pinocchio is so well animated. Doesn't matter if it was box office smash or not in its time. Overtime has proved to be a classic. Sure, Dumbo. I'm gonna. I'm stretching it here because I'm, I'm obviously wasn't born at the time. But if I've read right, remember right, was basically a failure at the box office. Now, granted, it also came out during the war. I believe it was released well, during World War Two. Just before Pearl just Harbor. Just before. Okay. It really is a mediocre story at best. Animated well, not that great, but over time, it's considered a classic now. Definitely not one. I mean, I think it was the first one to be released on video back when Disney wasn't really releasing movies on video. It was one of the first ones. I remember getting it. In fact, my my friend Mark wasn't even going to open his because he just (laughs) thought this was going to be this great collector. (laughs) Eh, you know. But now it's considered a classic, and and it is not by far uh, a classic. Um, Wait a second. Dumbo is not a classic? Is that what you're saying? Only by age. I don't think it is an outstanding film by any means. Huh. Obviously, some animators were on dope or something when they created some of the, you know, the the humphalump and woozle scene, but, you know. That's poo. Isn't that poo? Oh, I'm sorry. The, um... You're right. That the is pink that elephant is pink. thing. The, the pink, elephant, yeah, yeah, pink elephants on parade and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, humps and woozles too. I mean, they, they probably were on, you know, a different drug at that time. I don't know. Uh, well, so see, but it's in the eye. Of, see, this is what I'm saying. It's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it's a subjective term. What it's what I what, it's what I tell the kids when they come through visiting our office from schools. Architecture is art. 
somebody's going to tell you someday that your design is crap. Tell them to go to hell. Because, you know, if you've been given a project, just like the one Imagineer that's describing doing the uh, Leave a Legacy thing, he was given a project to do. He's being paid to do it. He's given an outline, a budget. This is what I want. This is the perspective. This is what we're going to do. Okay. He designs it. He's maybe necessarily not that happy with it. The client is happy. The client purchased it. The client built it. Um, someone's coming to see it. You know, Superstar Limo. Everybody considers it bad. I kind of feel sorry for the, the Imagineers who may have worked in that. They were probably given limited budget, told <laughs> keep it cheap and dirty, do this, do that, do that, blah, 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 blah. Take the great movie uh, ride. Yeah, their, 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 their client bought it, you know, Disney. Uh, they installed it. Um, people sort of came to see it for a while. But when we design houses, man, I, sometimes I drive down the street and I'm like, God, what was that guy thinking? But yet, someone hired that architect to do it. It set within their parameters. Someone bought it. It serves a purpose. It houses somebody. Someone lives in it. Not, yeah, but you, know, you can't you can't really apply the analysis of a functional um, a functional product or a uh, Something with a functional use to a create a creative entertainment use. Uh, okay, do you not, consider Picasso art? I find that stuff to be crap. Yeah, People, but which, okay, but wait, Picasso his, had his time, Picasso yeah, had periods, time right? A, Some of his stuff doesn't look like modern art. Some of his stuff looks kind of normal. Okay, all the nor all, all the modern crap. If I remember right, at the time when he was doing it, it was considered crap. After his death, it becomes something to buy. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, I mean yeah, sure, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists but in their day their stuff was crap, but it's something about a dead artist and people got to buy their shit. I mean, uh, Elvis, the king of rock and roll, if you listen to his his bubblegum, you know, two-chord, three-chord music which is nothing inspiring, and look at the status he has. If he would have lived longer, do you think he would have died out eventually? I mean, it's just—he still uh, makes money. Well, yeah, in the grave, the guy. But, but as I'm saying, is that stuff that good? Well, I have Sirius Radio, and there's a there's an all 24-hour Elvis station. I really? can take about two minutes of it because it's like the same songs over and over depends and over. On, I mean, it, depends on the uh, it's like the Beatles, the early Beatles, simple bubblegum music. Uh, I mean, geez, I mean, uh, and the Beatles were. People went nuts for that crap. Not a big Beatles fan, as you noticed. Uh, Have you listened to the whole catalog of Beatles stuff? No, I haven't. Have you listened to Sgt. Pepper from top to bottom? Maybe you I, should. I tend to like, when I hear songs, I think I kind of like that. You look at who wrote it, it tends to be the Paul McCartney stuff, not the, the Lennon stuff. Wow. I, you know, yeah. Lennon and McCartney, I think, were the best uh, songwriting team for. You know music. what? I've read some stuff about that. I'm not so sure there was a lot of co-writing going on. Again, and this is opinion-based years later. Someone saying they wanted to be the next. I forgot who was the big writing duo before them. Um, and it probably wasn't. It wasn't obviously rock music, but you know. Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah, yeah, let's you know let's use them as an example. Example, right? Because everybody the knows Sherman those names. Brothers. No, no, I don't think the Sherman Brothers. I don't think they were competing with the Sherman Brothers. Let's go with the Roger the and Hammerstein. Okay. Yeah, they wanted to be known as this. You know, the modern, you know, Hammerstein and whatever. Um, so the, a lot of stuff was credited to both of them that was truly not written by both of them. 
Uh, again, this is written by I don't remember who, and it was their opinion, and I don't know if it had any inside sources or not. But, you know, looking at the longevity that McCartney had, now granted, Lennon's was ended with a bullet, but... And he was making a know, comeback, too. Yeah, yeah, sort of. I, I, he not, just released an album. I'm never that big of a Lennon fan. I, eh, Paul McCartney, you know, you know Ringo Starr might as well go bury himself. He sucks. A little too socialist um, for me. Uh, Lennon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> McCartney, I've always thought he seemed like kind of a good guy. Like, his music was okay. The Eagles was okay. Um, you know, I wasn't a huge uh, Eagles fan. It was the Eagles, right? No, Wings. Paul McCartney and the Wings. I'll say, uh, you know, show you how well I know my old music, right? Um, they, you know, they were all right. Um, Joe English uh, went solo for a while. He was a, one of their drummers. He was all right. Um, but, but see, you know, the Wings... You know, Paul McCartney's Wings, their first effort sounded a lot like late Beatles stuff. Okay, now, th- good good call there. When the, I don't remember the Supertramp guy, but you know the main voice for Supertramp? Roger, uh, Roger something. What, yeah. um, he goes solo. What's his first album sound like? <laughs> Just like Supertramp. Because he is the voice of Supertramp. <laughs> and it's or, produced. It, it, you know, producer makes the sound the same anyway, you know. Well, yeah, but a lot of these guys, I don't know if Supertramp produced their own stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, the guy's voice is just so recognizable. It's like taking Jeff Lynn out of ELO. He goes solo. It still sounds like Jeff Lynn. Yeah, maybe a little different style of music, but his voice is so recognizable. Uh, what was I'm trying to remember the lead singer, well, one of the three lead singers for Styx, uh, DeYoung, Dennis DeYoung. He uh, goes solo. Uh. His voice is still very recognizable. Yeah. You take Tommy Shaw goes over with Ted Nugent, and they do the damn Yankees. I'm sorry. Yeah. You put them two together, and you still got these voices that are very recognizable from other bands. I mean, what was the what was the guy that went and played with Van Halen? Um, Red Rocker. Oh, sorry. Sammy what? Hagar. The Red Rocker. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Right. Did it sound like no. Hagar, or did it sound like uh, Van Halen? It did not sound like Van Halen. Okay. Uh, my, you know. I, he, he, you know, he brought a songwriting talent to that group of dudes that that uh, David Lee Roth, I don't think, quite had. He has much. Sammy Hagar has much more songwriting and singing talent, I think. Their sound well, he changed, may, their he sound may changed have, so but, much. Yeah, Van Halen had their sound, which left when. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't know if it left, but they went with a, in a different direction with the new singer. Hey, you know, my the old lady, she saw, she, where was she? went to some concert. She's went and saw Rick Springfield twice. He ends up playing at this, let's see, he played at the Cerritos uh, Performing Arts, Arts Center. Center. Thank you, Performing Arts Center. And then he played, he's played twice at some church. Really? Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird. And she said last, not this last time, but the pre- previous time, she had guessed that he'd had a little too much to drink because he was a little foul. Uh <laughs> Which he usually is not in concerts she's seen, did and he he'd happened to mention that movie that he did back in the eighties, and um, so it was on the other night. She had to stop and watch it for a little bit because she had just seen him. But I believe it was with him that Eddie Van Halen was playing with, um, playing with him, or came out and played one or two songs, and he kept hiding his face. She said, and it, she had read something or heard something that the reason that Valerie Bertinelli left him was because he wouldn't stop smoking. He'd got mouth cancer. And oh. he, he made... Uh, now, this is only... I don't know where she gets her stuff. I don't know if she went on the Internet and read this. <laughs> but she kept saying he was kind of like putting his hair on his face, kind of 
he may have had some constructive, re, you know, surgery, or he may not look like the cute Eddie Van Halen that we all know from the '80s. I guess is what I'm getting to. Oh. Um, boy, but when he bagged Valerie Bertinelli, I mean, there's a lot of guys upset with that one. Sure. Oh now, now, did did Rick Springfield do his shtick of you know somebody in the crowd having his first? Oh, album? I don't know. They did that at the EFX show. Yeah, in, we were there. In Vegas. Yeah. 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 We're obviously a shill. I mean, that was so obvious. I, uh, but, you know, that's like any stunt show you go to. Or did you get that? Did I, did I send you that video of the uh, the magi- uh, magician pulling that lady in half? Yes. In the park. Freaky. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Have you seen? <laughs> the people freaking out. Do you know how they did that? I'm guessing how they did it. I, I'm... I can't prove it, but my guess would be they've got two people of small stature, people we used to call midgets yeah. and dwarves yeah. and little people um, stacked on each other, May or possibly a limbless person like they used in Silent Running, and those oh, little yeah, robots. Yeah, yeah. quadruped, um, uh, para, para, para amputees, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yanked them apart. I mean, they're in the park, right, and this person happens to be all by themselves, right, and they walked away on their hands, looked very practiced at that, and the bottom half was still Just there. With the toes wiggling. That- the toes wiggling, yeah. Um, <sighs> I mean, I'm conjecturing. I, I don't see any other way that it could be done other than something like that. But it, when that first happened and those people were screaming. They all was- started running. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty freaky. <laughs> that was a great video. Uh. Donnie Taylor sent us that. Yes, he did. So back to Disney and nostalgia. Um, again, oh, we one of the music nostalgia going on there. So what? Yeah, one of the, yeah, that's true. One of their um, the gripes again was like with uh, Tiki Room, and then the way the entry has changed, and the the uh, one god has gone over the the um, the dull whip the, stand. The, the dull whip stand. Yes. I guess Earl didn't know we had a Dole Whip stand. I thought I heard him saying one of his shows is the only place in the world you could get this Dole Whip was at Disney World, but uh, I think ours has probably been there longer. I still can't believe how people line up for that line. What? Uh, it stuff tastes good. I just don't like pineapple. Sorry, but oh, what I you know here's here's the tip of the just, day. We don't we don't do a tip of the day, but then you're just defective if you don't like pineapple. Problem. I just don't like pineapple. Here's our tip of the day that we don't do. If you see that line really long, go inside of the Tiki Room queue in the pre-show. There's nobody standing in line on that side. They'll serve you on that side, in too. In the lanai. Because that is the only attraction I know of in the park where you can take your food in there. So, um, But if you look at pictures of the original Tiki Room and the queue area, the pre-show, today you can see right in. You can see everything that goes on in the pre-show. On these early pictures, I see you can't. There's a there's a bamboo uh, wall with posters of the Tiki Room, that very, that old kind of mm-hmm. classical poster. So, you know, let's be true with our nostalgia. If you want to restore that entry and say that uh, they're not keeping the attractions up in the way they used to be, we need to put that wall and stuff back up too. So don't be disingenuous, is what I guess. I'm, don't don't pick and choose well, what you want to be nostalgic. I personally well, don't have any problem with the the treehouse. Everybody wants to go back to the original. <laughs> you know, Tarzan is what sorry Tarzan is what the kids know today. Give them a chance to see Tarzan. Yeah, are, are, is it kind of cheesy? Sure, but what was the old treehouse? There were no there were no characters in it. You saw an empty bed. You saw crap. Um, 
I mean, I used to go see it, don't get me wrong, I liked it. But here's something that's a little more modern, can be used in the treehouse. Sure, it's a cartoon, maybe it doesn't belong in this part of the park. But, man, where does it stop? I mean, when can we change an attraction? What is an attraction that is is okay by the, the classic DF to let go? Hey, we might want to run down the, dis- the description of a DF again. Oh, it's been uh, a while. D- Disney uh, fundamentalist. And, the, and what exactly? It's not, it's not dumb, you know, four-letter word. It's and, Disney fundamentalist. And what People, makes someone a Disney fundamentalist? Oh, God, there's a whole mirror to think. Kool-Aid drinking. <laughs> uh, Disney Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid, that would be one thing. Um, just not wanting the park to change. What they, Their view of what they think the classic Disneyland is, the, the Walt Disneyland. Yeah. The, don't mess with my. Cl- uh, Don't mess with uh, what Malt touched. Is yeah, that- my or my sacred cow attraction, or my sacred cow parade, or tree, or bush, or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> Don't change it. That's the DF. Okay, so where, where was I before you well, uh, reminded us what a DF was? Well, someone had asked, and I was starting to go through our old shows trying to find out which episode we'd actually... Oh, someone start. asked, huh? Yeah, on the forum. Oh, uh, did they think we were saying the other... Well, he... Yes, he thought... At first, he thought... It was, the only thing he could think of was Disney Fanatic or Dumb Censored, right? Yeah. Well, Disney Fanatic is, you know, well, not... Just, just a regular old fan, right? Because the word fan is short for fanatic anyway. Oh, there's a history lesson for you. So, anyway, so I, I respond. I said, no, it's not Disney Fanatic because that's just regular Disney fan... It's Disney Fundamentalist. I tried my best to explain. Um, I said it was just happy coincidence that DF could stand for two things at the same time. And that I would start looking through old shows to see if I can find the actual sh- which episode we coined the term and started using it. Gotcha. And I listened to our first show and I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're much more loose now. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. You know, we're... We're just having fun doing this. We don't care if anybody listens. We we just like talking to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, where were we on know. this nostalgia crap? Oh, okay. I know where I was going. Put to, you, Mike. You be my classic DF. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna role play here again. Uh, this is this is gonna work like a fart in church. I just know. But okay, I'm ready. You're a Disney fundamentalist. I'm new management, and I want to do stuff in the park. I want to change something. I'm not going to go for the one Jeff doesn't want me to rip out. I'm going to go for something else instead. Because uh, even though that's prime candidate, I think it needs to go. Um, <laughs> let's see. What can I, what can I mess with? I almost said F it. What can I mess with um, that would drive some people up the wall? Give me a second. Okay. I'm going to take out Big Thunder. What? <laughs> but see, <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm going to improve the area because <laughs> I think Big Thunder, though, it's still got a, uh, you know, a potentially a long lifespan. It's it's had some mechanical problems. It's killed at no, least killed one person. <laughs> but no, all right. But see, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me give you a chance. No, I'm no, going to no, tell no, you no, what no. I'm going to do, but Mr. See, Fundamentalist. But see, big, I don't consider Big Thunder in a sacred cow Disney fundamentalist attraction. Yeah. Oh, I think you're not as much of a fundamentalist as you think you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
All right. All right. Well, okay, I'll try back to, up, back I'll up. I'll try to immerse so myself in more. I just seriously, I, you know. Okay. Let's. True, okay. So. Okay. Give it. Give me a second. Okay. Because a, a true DF, I don't think would really give a rat's ass about thunder. Really, I. I think you're not in touch with your DF self. Oh. <laughs> 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 you need to get in touch with your DF self. Well, I mean, come um, on. Okay. I, I got it. 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 Um. Because this was my original idea for my Beauty and the Beast area. Okay, but I don't have a problem with that either. No, 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 no. Okay. But this one's going to, this one I think will freak you out because right now I'm just saying we need to take out Alice and redo it for Beauty and the Beast, including the teacups and all that. Just retheme that little area. Okay. Um, but that wasn't the first place I had thought to do it in. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first place is when I ran this by a couple of people, I, they almost hit me. I have, a, I, have, um, I have a fear. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. The, the the first place I thought of doing this, and I'll describe what I thought of doing. The town that you see in the opening of Beauty and the Beast, where Belle yeah. is walking through, yeah. it, there's the water fountain, and all the cute little houses, yeah. and all that. Looks I thought this would be this would be great. And as you walk back into it, you'll get to the dark right in the back part of the town, and on the way, you get all your obligatory shops, places to you know rake some money out of people, and all that, shake okay. them down. Okay. Um, was going to be the Casey Jr. and Storybook area. Totally wipe that out, build this whole okay, themed yeah. area to Beauty and the Beast's village, yeah, and the Dark Ride, take out Videopolis. I think at the time Videopolis was still there, wasn't the Fantasyland Theater. Videopolis, um, right. And, you, and use that backstage area okay, as yeah. part of the ride. Get rid okay, of Videopolis, so no problem with that, because seeing as I'm a Disney fundamentalist, it wasn't, you know, doesn't serve any purpose for me anyway. But you can't rip out Storybook. That's a 1955 Disneyland original. So? And it's still bringing the people through. You think so, huh? The only time you see the line empty is when the park first opens and they clear it out for fireworks. Is it a high-capacity attraction? No, it is not a high-capacity attraction. Could we bring more people in by bringing... Something in new that the kids of today actually n- have seen or know. Yeah, you can build that somewhere else. Where? Oh, how about that's for, how about that's Festival pro- of Fools area? The the uh, that doesn't fit for the theming. That's sure, Frontierland area. Well, you can just extend Fantasyland out through that way. No, you can't because you've got the back of Big Thunder there. Uh, you put, work. A, put up a wall or something. So, again, you're going to go back and argue just because Walt touched it, you can't. Okay. Do it. Yeah, there's one. There's a difference. There's a difference between Walt touching it, and and a, one of the few attractions that survived since 1955. Well, what do you mean one of the few? The, let's see, the castle's still there. Okay, castle's not an attraction anymore. It's an okay, icon. it was, but it was not an attraction when it first went in either. So, so then it doesn't count. Okay. Um, all the Fantasyland rides except Pinocchio were there at opening, though they have been refurbished and redone. And updated. Probably the least updated, I would say, was Peter Pan. They did improve some of the scenes, but in general, it's... Okay. I don't know. Toad so, wasn't improved all that much. But anyways... So um, that's that. That's Carousel. That's Dumbo. That's three dark rides. Oh, uh, Dumbo. Dumbo is completely new. That's not the original Dumbo. No, no, no. But know. there was a Dumbo on the day it opened. remember, the, the, the old Dumbo crashed. Crashed, yes. <laughs> yes. We were working there when that happened, actually. Yes, we were. I think Dumbo was on something that um, day. Was, he was seeing the yeah, the elephants on parade, and he crashed. But there was a Dumbo attraction. 
So yes, yes the machinery yes, has been yes, updated, but there was a yes. double traction. Okay, with yes, though it does look somewhat different. Okay, so so that's two external rides, three dark rides. That's five rides. Fantasyland. Uh, Storybook is six. Jungle Cruise seven. What other opening day attraction still exists? Uh, jungle. Oh, you said Jungle Cruise, yes. right? So we're up to seven. Well, in one incarnation or the other, you might say that Autopia. the rocket, the rockets, the Utopias. Okay, so we're up to nine. Uh, you know the the steam trains. Yeah, okay, ten. Um, the rivers of America. Anything having to do with that? Yeah, the riverboat. Was Mark Twain? Okay, Mark Twain. Eleven. The, Columbia uh, was Columbia opening day attraction. Yes. Nope, no. 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 It was not. No. No. Okay. No. Adelaide, sure? the, the, yeah, the river wasn't busy enough, okay. so we had to. Uh, Keelboats was not an attraction. It was entertainment, I believe, in the that first year. That doesn't exist anymore. That's true. It doesn't. Uh, the canoes. Davy Crockett canoes. Twelve. Indian. It was Indian Explorer canoes, I believe, yeah. maybe, or Indian War canoes, whatever same, it was in the beginning. Same freaking ride vehicle. Almost. Okay. And how many how many rides and attractions? The, sh- the shooting gallery. Uh, okay, you can count that. Fine. <laughs> Thirteen. Main Main Street's. Somewhat, pretty much the same. The vehicles, Main Street vehicles, maybe. Yeah, if they're I, out. Okay, but the point is that they, how many rides and tractions now? 65, they say? Okay, but forget that. You can also go, anything that Disney opened before he left is probably still considered a sacred cow to most people. Uh, well, so, I'm not talking sacred cows. I'm talking 1955 originals. I, I don't give a crap if it's a, well, I, okay, if it's a 1955 If it's not good, it's not good. I Okay. You know, Casey, Casey Fine. Jr. is quite. Fine. I'll buy into that. If it's not good, it's not good because, you know, you're right. I'm not in touch with my DFness as I should be because the DF would say, regardless if it's good or not, it stays. But you know, we've we've long held since show number one that if it's still putting butts in the chairs, and the show is still timely or timeless, right? Then why rip it out? Yes. Especially if you can replace it with crap. Correct. All right. So okay. So all right. So I won't. I, let's forget the 1955 attraction. Okay. Um, you, okay not, for, oh, I got okay, okay. The Matterhorn. Matterhorn's got to go. It's outdated, <laughs> old technology. We could we could much improve. Yeah. Sure. Um, rip, rip it out. Put something better there. I have no problem with that. Really. Yeah. You're not a very good DF. No, you're I'm not sorry. working out. You're not working out <laughs> I'm very not well. I'm playing the devil's advocate well because <laughs> No, but would you not agree that the average DF would probably sure. implode saying get sure. rid of the matter? Because it's the original mountain. It's part of the Disneyland mountain range. That's not the original mountain. I mean it's not the original mountain. The original mountain wasn't as much as an attraction as a place. Lookout Mountain. I believe that's what they called it. It's it's basically the pile of dirt where <laughs> the Matterhorn is now. They had oh this no, it's called Holiday Mountain. It was Holiday uh, Hill or something uh, like that. Look dude, out, I uh, had I had the book. Dude, do I look like your dude? Listen, <laughs> I had the book, the 50th anniversary book where they. It was called Holiday Hill or Holiday Mountain or something. That was I think you're thinking of that Holiday Land outside that. Uh, no, 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 that, no. I'm serious. Strap. And it was a there was a power line there, wasn't it? Wasn't there a power line running through there when the place first opened? Uh, there was. I, I do remember. In fact, I heard a story on one of the podcasts. I forgot which. Um, 
which old Disney person was talking about it that uh, when they first put the, the uh, sky buckets in and they had this big tower that could be seen from everywhere in the park, they wanted to cover it up while they built this, you know, the Matterhorn around it. Are you playing so, music? Uh, not intentionally. I was looking up. I was looking up Disney sites to, uh, uh, you know, okay. To to argue uh, the point here of what I thought it was called, which you know I could, I could be wrong. It's happened once or twice before. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll have to get that uh, book that it, that it was that it was on. Uh. Yeah, you can do that. Well, anyways, what I'm, yeah, whatever it was, it technically you might call it a mountain. Oh, I think it's still considered the. I know, I know what you mean by the, yes, the original mountain, mountain range. range. Yes. Ah, oh God, I hate it when I'm right. What? <laughs> I just found uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Um. Let's see. La, 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 la. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw it. It was in the, the preview on the page that I linked for. Tinkerbell's ori- original Tinkerbell was 71-year-old Hungarian circus performer named Tina Klein. Very nice. Um, she previously worked as a stunt aerialist hanging from a flying airplane by her teeth. So she wasn't very bright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, you want to rip out Matterhorn. I have no problem with Matterhorn being, you know, update it with something good. Okay, but you rip I'll, out, but you rip out Matterhorn and put something crap in there. Mm. Well, that's, you know, I, I totally agree with that. You don't take something out unless you're going to put something better in. But then again, w- w- do you think Star War- Star Tours is a good attraction? Yes. Okay. At when it was installed, forget what its its shape is in now, whether or not it should or needs to be updated. Forget that part. In fact, there's a rumor now that Disney World is going to be updated. I don't know. You know it's a rumor, as far as I'm concerned. Um, at the time, it was a boom attraction. Would you not agree? Definitely an e-ticket. Yeah. No, no one had really seen anything like it before. Correct. Agreed. Correct. Okay. Was it an an improvement over? The journey through inner space. You take the nostalgia part out of it. Well, if you take the nostalgia part out of it, technically, yes. Uh, it's pretty much all I needed to hear. Technically, yes. It, it it was, I think, a better attraction. I I I understand the nostalgia for journey through inner space. In fact, I bought that CGI video of the guy who recreated. Uh, the attraction, uh, it's very cool. It's got the soundtrack, the whole thing. And it's kind of cool to go back and look at. Eh, you know, that's all. I, I mean, if if there's a guy out there that can't tell me he wrote it to ride with his girl because it was the only pitch black ride that, you know, you could really take your chick on with you <laughs> and have a private little moment. Um, yeah, I thought that little mighty shrinking microscope was cool and... And all that, but I think on grad night I slept through it. I was so damn tired. Um, I just, you know, I wasn't sad to see it go. I was maybe, yeah, I wish I would have wrote it one more time. 
like uh, America Sings. I wish I would have wrote it one more time when I knew it was going out, but I expected something bigger and better. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So that would be the only reason I'm angry with America Sings because I enjoyed it and they haven't replaced it with anything Good. that is better. Okay. In fact, I'm, I'm looking because I I should just go back to the original description on the page from the search page. Uh, let's see, Disneyland opening day. It was billed as Lookout Mountain. The Matterhorn didn't open until 1959. Yeah, da, da, da. I'm going to do the Lou dance here. You can't see it, but you know, what? You know, what? I, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. What, what does it say? It's God. Do I have to repeat myself? Yes, you do, because I was reading something else and kind of ignoring <laughs> you. There's <laughs> nothing new there. Um, let's see. Now I gotta freaking find it again. I had it right here at the tip of my tongue. Uh, I gotta get, we gotta, can't have dead air here, so we need some blah blah well, blah blah. What? Read God. me the uh, link at the top, and I'll go there myself. Well. I, I just went back to the basic link page because that's where I saw it. I, I was trying to dig through the um, basically the page. To, 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 I'm on the Google search page, uh -huh. which gave me this description, and I went into the page itself, and it's buried deep down in there somewhere. So I didn't want to go searching for it. It wasn't right at the top, but it basically said, "Build as Lookout Mountain." The Matterhorn didn't open until 1959. Build as place. Lookout Mountain. Build. B-I-L-L-E-D. Yeah. Build. You know, like All right, so the Matterhorn, when they were building it, was called Lookout Mountain. No, 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 no. The plot of land it was put on. No, that doesn't say that. It doesn't say the plot of land it was put on was called Lookout Mountain. It says build as Lookout Mountain. Matterhorn didn't open until 1959. That no. tells me the structure. Okay, find it, find it in there because that is what the pile of frickin' dirt was called. Okay, so get over it. That's what it was called. You find it? No, that's okay. We could oh. we could we could do another show on this if we wanted to. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> Name that movie. That's the Sandlot. Yeah, very good. Very good. Good movie. Second one. Well, my kid liked it, but it pretty much sucked. Oh, okay. You know. Again, uh, you know. From an adult point of view, the first one was was done real well. From a kid's point of view, they were both good. But we know that the second one's story was, you know, sure childish, you know. So, uh, anyways, the uh, now my, like Monsanto's House of the Future for nostalgic reasons, I'd love to see it. I never got yeah. to see it, but would it keep people walking through it every day? Don't no, think so. probably not. No, I don't think uh, House of the Future would fly today. No, I. I Again, from a nostalgic point of view, it's interesting. The clock of the world, again, nostalgic. Uh, see, I don't think so. Is that an attraction? No, it's just a clock. Well, see, but remember, most of the stuff he's talking about on that website is not really attractions. Like you said originally, which I was probably arguing the counter, a lot of it is um, atmosphere. You know, the the Fort Wilderness, yes, it is somewhat of an attraction, uh, but it's more atmosphere, I think, than a true attraction. The, the island itself is the attraction. It's part of the larger experience. Um, yeah. I mean, do people not go to the island because the fort isn't there anymore? No. You know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of kids who have never known that the fort was ever open. They just think this is this 
you know, Ford at the end yeah. of the road that, you know, looks cool. They have, they have no idea. Uh, so I don't think you can ever fix this problem because there are always going to be those who say everything since Eisner came is a big cluster DF. You know, <laughs> What, I, I mean, how, how are you? How are you ever gonna? You can't argue when someone has that kind of deep-rooted faith or belief because it's not about facts; it's about their perception. I mean, if it was, if I had my druthers, none of almost all of these attractions would never have been taken out except Superstar Limo. Um, <laughs> They're, they're like the French. You, know. uh, <laughs> you just keep them all and they keep expanding the park. But, again, that's unrealistic uh, because, again, you know, like we said, if the butts aren't in the seat, you don't need to keep it open. Yeah, rip it out. Which right now would seem to be the argument for taking out that Golden Dreams movie over at the... Uh, I, I think that's starting to circle the drain. You know what? The first time... I've seen it maybe three times in five years. The first time I saw it, I thought... Uh, you know, can we be any more politically correct here? And then, oh, wait, we we get the impression that two people are blown up. Let's let's cut that yeah, they cut that down up, a yeah. little bit. Well, you know what? That's that's light. That's what happened. It's tragic. It's it's you know, should we go back and recut all of Disney's classics? Bambi. We don't need to know that Bambi's mom got shot. Let's just say Bambi was an orphan. He's an orphan. You know, or Bambi you know, was an emancipated youth. <laughs> How's that? And to be really politically correct, maybe he needed to have a gimp or a limp or something so we can now but feel... But you know, but that you know, throws... That throws... Uh, that throws Bambi into the classic realm because... Bambi is a classic. Because it, it deals with tragedy. You know, you're showing the tragedy. Right? You, know, you get the well, whole, you know, you get the whole need, circle of life in Bambi. Okay, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We need to now be Snow White and the Heights Challenged uh, individuals. Okay. That's PC. That's, that has nothing to do with classicness. No, no, no. I, I, well, I'm just like I said with Bambi. You know, Bambi. We, we, we somehow we need to cut up Snow White then to not see the evil stepmother as really truly evil or. Uh, she's just having a bad day. She's just, you know, uh, hormones were acting up a little no, bit. Maybe, no, no. you know. <laughs> no. I see what, what other. Uh, oh, okay. Let's take one of the modern ones, Lion King. You know, God forbid we should see Simba's dad crushed. Why don't we just make it like modern days and Simba's dad just runs out on his kids? Now that you know. <laughs> Or not Simba. That's uh, I'm sorry, Musa- Musafa. Mufasa. Is that right? Mufafa. He he just ran out on his kids. That would be current with today's standards. He got divorced. He went off to live in some other jungle. Yeah. And no. uh, he sent in his that's, child care payments. And you know that's interesting. A timely thing that becomes dated versus a timeless story element that never becomes dated. It's interesting. Something no, that lasts I, I, and I, something that I totally. Know. I'm being facetious here. I'm just saying it's um, oh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I just, I just, I'm so frustrated with this stuff. It's um, well, it, it's, and it's hard to argue I mean, because it's it's perception in people's hmm. minds of what they. You can't argue remember, with emotion. It's an emotional no, attachment can't. to all this stuff. It is. I mean, if I go back to all the emotional things I've seen and done, and 
had happened to me at Disneyland. I mean, I, I, I have to say I'd like to see the, the old Fantasyland back. I like the old Fantasyland theater. I love the, the Welch's grape juice stand. Uh, I like the cheesiness of the old facades. Yeah, and that, but see, that's yeah. your childhood memory of the place. Correct. I have and a similar childhood memory of the place. Yeah, I, I like the old rocket jets. I like Carousel of Progress. Screw America yeah. Sings. I like Carousel of Progress. But see, America uh, Sings was a good replacement. No, it was. It, I, was ne- it had nothing to do with tomorrow, but no. it was a cool attraction. I dug it. I thought it was, I wonder, it was... I wonder if we should, in a future podcast, try to determine the gateway drug, if you will, or the gateway <laughs> event that started letting non-themed bits creep into various areas. Huh? Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so yeah. is is the installation of America Sings in Tomorrowland the first instance where they violated the theming of an area? You know, that would be a good podcast. We may actually have to do some research before we do uh, that. I think we should. I think and we that's should. not something we usually, you know, pre, pre-show, pre uh, prep show. Show prep, uh, Show prep, whatever. But still, you know, maybe, maybe our, our wide and varied range of listeners will send us an email of their opinion or what they think the gateway event of Disney letting non-themed things creep mm. into various areas. Well, that that pos- yeah, because that predates um, Tokyo Disneyland, doesn't it? Yes. Because Tokyo Disneyland <laughs> definitely got some theming nightmares. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the offshore parks. Yeah, but you know, uh, well, we're, we're looking for gateway events. We're not looking for where the mess there we're in now. No, no, you know, no. It's not that one was created, you know, pre Eisner era. I mean, that was the old school dogs creating that park. So T- TDL Open '83, right? Yeah, I say that's the old uh, John Cora, or is it Jim Cora? I always get those two mixed up. One of the Coras, uh, you know, uh, Ron Miller, uh, Card Walker. I mean, this was the old guard, but there was just some really bizarre uh, planning for that park as far as what is seen from... I think it's because it wasn't their money. No, you know know what? I'm sorry. I think at the time the Disney Disney name meant more than some people think it meant today. I think you're still talking about people who worked with Walt at the time. Sure, yeah, I know. And there's just some faux pas of, you know, like the mansion... Was it the mansion and Crystal Palace that can see each other? I mean, there's just some weird... Uh, things close to each other. It's just just odd. But I actually think I, you know, I would guess that America Sings is the first, the first one. I can't. I, I'm, I'm stretch. I'm really trying to think here, and I, I think you might be right that though. I don't know if it's the gateway drug, if you will. Well, gateway event. Uh, you know, you've heard the term gateway drug. No, no, no yeah, I, I understand you know, your your, you your do, analogy. And all of a sudden, the rest of it becomes easy. But. I, I think it's more. No, I don't know. I, I don't think it's. I you might point to that one, but if you were really to find it, I don't think that's the one. I think it fits the bill, but I don't think it's the one. All right. Well, we'll have to think about it. We'll have to. We'll have to revisit it at some point and say, well, it was. If it wasn't America Sings, it was something. You know, around that time. I don't. I don't know. I think it was the um, all those stupid fair things they did, those uh, Carney events and stuff. That was 88, 86, 87, 88. Uh, They violated violated theming before then. 
Yeah, they just violated my senses then. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, well, here, here let, me, let me propose this to you. How about um, Matterhorn being in Tomorrowland when it first opened, but they realized their mistake and moved it into Fantasyland? And just redrew the line? Sure. Because they didn't move the mountain. No. <laughs> but <laughs> was it? Uh, are, you, are you serious? That was it considered Tomorrowland? Yeah, until 1972 or three or something. Are you, are you positive? Okay, I'm going to read to you from a website I'm looking at. Fun okay. facts of Disneyland. No, I think you're right. I just it seems O-I-T-C. dumb. It seems like a really dumb mistake, but uh, uh, hey, hey, that was in Walt's time, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was the future of roller coasters. Remember, it started the tubular pressurized steel roller coaster. Yep. So the technology might have been future. The mountain, obviously, a thing of the past. Uh, climb well, see, 147. Well, you know, draw that thin line. Okay, the Atopia, and I hate it when people call it Autotopia. The Atopia <laughs> cars, though the concept of the super highway was the future. It's really kind of a fantasy for kids to go drive a car. So where's that thin line of science fiction and future? The submarines, again, is that was that a future ride? Is that a Tomorrowland ride? Liquid space, was the future going to be undersea? And if it was, the way they portrayed it was silly because the sea serpent and the uh, Atlantis and all this stuff, it wasn't really portraying the future. Uh... That's why I, I really think they blew it with the, when they rehabbed the Utopia. They should not have put the entrance in Tomorrowland. The entrance should have been... Fantasyland. Uh, the Fantasyland. When they combined those two uh, Utopias, for those who out there have never been to Disneyland, have only been to Walt Disney World, and they've got the Tomorrowland... Um, uh, what's it called now? It's changed its name, but it's the old... It's the Utopia Raceway Cars, whatever it is, in Tomorrowland, the Speedway, Tomorrowland Speedway. At Disneyland, there was a Fantasyland Utopia, and there was a Tomorrowland Utopia. Fantasyland Utopia only opened in the summer. Yeah, peak periods, usually. Um, They combined the tracks, uh, made it one larger attraction. Is it Exxon, or is it... Yeah, it's Exxon that's the uh, sponsor, right? That was part of the 98. Yeah, and they had those little car promos. They give you little driving uh, licenses. Sometimes you want stuff with them. But anyways, my thought was, what a kind of faux pas, dumb move. It's, the superhighway is definitely not something of the future anymore. No, it's more like the molasses highway. Yeah, and it's it's more of a fantasy for kids to drive cars, so why not make it a fantasy land attraction? The attraction was right across from the Matterhorn, the entrance, and let it loop into a little bit of the back part of Tomorrowland and not even have a Tomorrowland utopia, just make it one big fantasy land utopia. I just I just thought that was the more logical way to go, but they didn't ask me. So. Good thing too. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, I can't find my. Thing you can't. Again. Of course, you can't find it because you're wrong. No, you. I think you are right. I seem to remember that. That's, um, a, that's a trivia question somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm pretty it, sure you're it changed correct. Changed lands. I can't just tell you when. All so right. Disney Disney can move mountains, huh? Yeah. Just by drawing a line on a map. Well, you know, I have a guidebook from 19... 
Oh, is that out here in the in the office? I have a guidebook from 1955, which of course it's not in. I have a guidebook from 1960 something. Here it is. I'll tell you. It's got Walt Disney right on the front of it. Pictorial souvenir book of Disneyland. And hi, Walt. He's on the front page. He's Walt's like on every page. Nope, oh, no, he's not on that page. Here's Tomorrowland. Let's see. The aerial picture shows both Utopias, Matterhorn, all that stuff. But let's let's look at the actual Let's attractions. the attractions. Let's see. Submarines. Skyway travels through the caverns and grottos inside the Matterhorn, while far below, submarines cruise through liquid space. They still have the old, in this book, it's still the original rocket jets, the... 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit is still there. And what do you know? Yeah, Hans and Otto often climb and repel the Disneyland Matterhorn. Well, thanks, Hans and Otto. I appreciate that. Uh, Bob says, race down the slopes of the Matterhorn to a splash finale 140 feet to the summit. Okay. Yes, you are You are correct there, Michael. Wow. <laughs> See, it happens once in a while for me, too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it, that seems familiar, but I just could not totally remember. Wow, what a, that's some interesting picture. Oh, this one shows you can actually see the pirates being built next to the Jungle Cruise and an aerial photo in this. Very cool. This is the one, this is kind of a famous pictorial book because uh, it's the one that's got the big fold-out that shows the Haunted Mansion and the... Uh, New Orleans squares and all the cool pictures of tomorrow's Tomorrowland that had the Space Mountain huh. and the two-tiered Tomorrowland, uh, and it also has it's a small world in the back showing the artist conceptions of what it's going to be like, plus pictures from the obviously the New York, New York World's Fair. And wow, look at that! Louis Armstrong, Tex Bennett, Stan Kenton, Woody Herman actually came to the park to play in those days. They they got some top name entertainment. Yeah, back not so much days. now. No, no. I got it. Uh. Yeah, it's really it's really kind of sad the way entertainment. You know, I noticed that uh, Walt Disney World still has Night of Joy, but Disneyland has not had a Night of Joy for eons, and I don't know what changed that. I thought those venues were still bringing in pretty good money, but uh, you know what? You asked about Columbia. I'm going to pull out my 1955 guidebook here. Oh, okay. I, sorry, it's actually copyrighted 1956, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's a 1956 one. There's Walt's mug. Okay, and. I'm flipping. Give me a second. Oh, hey, there's that uh, futuristic clock and tomorrow. Whoopee, you know what? Okay, Casey Jr.'s. Soon to be extinct train. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Frontierland. Okay, by okay. So within the year, they've now got the Mike Fink keelboats with people on them. Those were cool. I like those. And no, you have the uh, the Mark Twain. And you know, here's a little trivia for you. And you being a Navy, you know, Navy geek and all. Fine. Is the Mark Twain going the intended route around the rivers of America from the original planning? No, but we talked about this in a show already. I don't know if we did. We talked about it the other day when we were at the park. When I was pointing 
point out that artwork that showed contrary to what is going on now. But I don't know if we have actually talked about it on a podcast. Oh, well, do we want to spill those beans no, now? No, no, no. People can Let's, ponder uh, the question yeah. that I put out to yeah. you. Maybe, right. somebody only, maybe that'll actually inspire someone to email us. Could be. <laughs> if they know our email address. MiceCast, no, Greg at MiceCast.com and Mike at MiceCast.com. Yeah, pretty easy. MiceCast uh, at Blogspot.com and www.MiceCast.com. Yep. Oh, we forgot to plug Greg at ImaginaryMyWay.com. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Or ImaginaryMyWay.com. A lot of new stuff on the website, a lot of stuff changing on the website. Much more dynamic than that MiceCast website, I gotta say. Hey, MiceCast is about podcasts. It's about audio shows. It's not about... Yeah, that webmaster needs to work on that site. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Where's the cross-link promotions? I don't see any cross-link promotion on that. Now, that's something that we could probably fix. Yeah, I wondered who that webmaster is. He needs to get working on that. <laughs> right now, I think he sucks. <laughs> uh, when you stop plugging your show on our podcast, then I'll put a link on the website. Hey, it's cross-promotion. Uh, okay. I, I, I promote MiceCast every, almost, I'm going to say almost, because I'm not sure if I've been uh, on every okay. show. I think almost every show I've mentioned, you know, that, that guy Mike I talked with on that yeah. other show? Yeah. You know, um, we have the voicemail line. We should play voicemails, I think, one of these shows here soon. They're starting to pile up. Um, 206-600-MICE. 206-600-6423. You know what's we'll what? We'll play I them honest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Those of you who send us voicemails will play them honest. I'm having tr- Did you have any trouble when you first set that up? Because no. I went and set mine up, and nope. you're supposed to get emails of your your voicemails. I think yeah. you set up that way. Yeah. Right? I can log in to the uh, Imaginary My Way uh, newly created voicemail, which is um, not. Uh, but the emails aren't coming in. I even called myself just to make sure it was working. And the and I can't even log into the site given the phone number that works because I've called it and put in my code, but uh, it's it's not working. It's distressing me, too. Ah, no problem. Mm. I've had no problems. So yeah, we should get to those soon. We should actually listen to them and respond. I mean, we're, yeah, we'll we're not nice in, we're not giving an incentive if we just take voicemails well, and don't respond. Since to them. people took the time to call in, we should be yeah. courteous enough to do it back. Because yeah. if you know, if people were going to call the Imaginary My Way podcast at two zero six two 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 IMW nine, then I would yes play them on the site. And, and again, if somebody called that number two zero six two 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 IMW nine. I would play it on my show. That's nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Um, and let's not forget that my wife was recently published, and her website is KM. Oh, she, I can't. KMNBooks. Yeah, have you Don't actually fixed that, that site up yet? Yeah, I was working on it last night as she sat over my shoulder. <laughs> she wanted to use the Mac. I'm like, no, no, you don't know how to use the Mac. But just show me how to use it. I said, you, I said, you don't know how to web edit. It's, she was like, driving me nuts over my shoulder last night. No, add this, do that, and so yes, I have worked on it. Why if I visit KMM Books, do I get a pop up? Ah, uh, because I'm using some BraveNet stuff that because you don't pay for it, you get a, um, oh. you get a few things. I gotta get rid of that because people hate pop ups. I know. Yeah, we so. do. Uh, so either I've got to find like I think that might be for the guest book, 
because I'm using one of theirs right now. Okay. Uh, BraveNet's got a lot of free tools. Now, okay. my pop-up actually goes behind the main window. It didn't come up on top. But it's also part of I've got this double your hits thing down here on the left. It's some embedded piece of crap. Yeah, but, yeah, that stuff's got to go. You know, the tell a friend and click here for the guest books. If I was to pay BraveNet, I would get rid of the BraveNet ads, as far as I know, and, you know, the site stats and all that. Okay. But, yeah, now the author links has been added. There's some cross See, see about cross-promotion? We're, we're promoting these books for these authors, and they're on their websites promoting her book on their sites. Um, the, you know, we've got a couple book reviews in here. Uh, okay. got... And, and, yeah, don't tell them about the website. You know, don't read the whole thing and then they have no reason to go there. No, 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 they have to go because okay. they, all I've said is she's got a book published. The, right. the thing we, we're going to add is we're going to add an ex, excerpt from the book mm-hmm. where you can maybe read a real juicy get, part. Get a little taste, okay. Hopefully you want to go read it again. Do you want so, me to ask you the $64,000 question? Go ahead. Have you read it yet? No. <laughs> I told her I wouldn't read any of her books until she got yeah, published. I know, and she's published. So she's published. She's even sent me a PDF version that I can put on my Palm Pilot. What's the holdup? Uh, I just haven't got to it yet. <laughs> Not that I'm reading anything else. Other though, I did download a book on iTunes today, a book on tape. Uh, it's a Star Wars book. It's The Rise of Darth Vader, and it takes place just shortly after Vader's been, you know, transformed Created, into okay. the the. There are still some Jedi alive at this time, uh, and not Yoda and uh, Obi Wan. Okay. Obi Wan and some other. And it's actually it's so far it's pretty good. It's it's a it's a you know, book on CD type creation I found on iTunes today. I think it was twelve bucks, eighteen bucks maybe to download it. First time I've downloaded one of those kind of uh, things from iTunes. Usually it's a ninety nine cent song. Um, Regardless, uh, okay. yeah, so kmnbooks.com. All right, so, so we've done the housekeeping right. Just give emails, give voicemails, plug all of Greg's stuff. You plug it. And don't forget the DPN, the home of MiceCast. Uh, we have a special plug for that. We oh, let, that's We let true. Brian Summer tell us about that. Yeah, Brian's so. the smooth and silky, silky tones, tones of yeah. Brian Summer. Um, so, and, we, and we've planted a seed for another show, right? We'll get to voicemails. I think we're gonna try to. I'm. I'm gonna try to find the gateway event of allowing theming to run awry. You do that. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about my upcoming trip to Walt Disney World. Yeah, we can save that for another show too. Yeah, because I really don't have anything to say yeah. <laughs> other than it, it's upcoming. I haven't done anything after the father-in-law's funeral. I everything kind of skidded to a halt. You know, all the basic uh, stuffs arranged. It's just a matter of. You yeah. Know. I know some some small little housekeeping that I, I'm not comfortable with not having been done. I only got 48 days to go. I think my little oh. countdown calendar is telling me. So it's getting close. That's cool. Yeah, it's getting real close. I'm getting excited. I'm almost ready to do the Lou dance just a little better. <laughs> so. Not a lot better, just a little better. All right, then. A the little white man overbite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disco ball. <laughs> All right, well, then I think we should sign off. No? Yeah? This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. 